Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. I am honored that you are here. Believe it or not, this is actually a form of self-care. And we're going to talk about how important it is we dispel some of the myths around self-care. And the reason why I'm doing this episode, which I've entitled, Why is Self-Care So Hard?, is in fact because we have mislabeled self-care. We've marketed it in such a way that people believe it's something that you should indulge in, that it's something that's exclusively for women. It's something that we talk about that moms need to do. But frankly, that's a bunch of BS. And it's partly due to the fact that self-care has been marketed to us in this way that we feel guilty or indulgent about engaging in it. And my friends, ladies and gentlemen, that changes today. Today's show is sponsored by our friends Organifi. Now, you know I take a lot of Organifi products, and it's a habit for me. So where I place them is one of the reasons why I remember to take them every day, because I'm telling you, your supplements, your vitamins, your immunity, those things that you take for your health, anything that you're doing that is for your health that you'd like to turn into a habit, you need to give careful consideration to the trigger that you're using. So for me, I've got a clear plastic container that sits right next to the cupboard where I keep my water bottles. And so whenever I see my water bottles, I also see my immunity and my pure. They come in these little packets and I just pour them into my water bottle. I do at least two of those each per day. You don't have to. I mean, certainly could just do one. I like to mix them together. So that just makes me drink more water. In fact, I forgot to bring those when I traveled recently. And not only did I feel different, but I also didn't drink as much water. Anyways, this isn't about habits. It's not about water. It's really about a great show sponsor. That's Organifi. And I'd love to encourage you to try Organifi. You can do so and get 20% off by going to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. This is a phenomenal company that I have researched and vetted, and I regularly take many of their products. I reached out to them about being sponsors for the show because all of their products are 100% organic. And for those of you who, you know, there's only so many vitamin pills and capsules we want to swallow every day, but a lot of these nutrients you can get in a powdered form that also makes your water just that much more inviting. They've got tons of products, whether it's immunity or sleep or relaxation or digestion that you want to improve. Check out Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen for 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen for 20% off. So as I regularly do, I took to Instagram and I asked you why it is you don't regularly prioritize your self-care. And I am going to read you the answers. This is what y'all said. You said because you don't feel like you're worthy of it. It feels selfish because you don't have the money, because you have zero time, because of mom guilt, because it makes you feel guilty because your wife is working all the time. Because guys aren't supposed to engage in self-care. Because you have no help. Because you're the only one who's caring for fill-in-the-blank. Because it's unnecessary. And the number one reason why people say that they don't engage in self-care is because they don't have the time. These are the reasons why self-care is so hard. But I think it's deeper than just the reasons. I think our reasons are as a result of some of the ways that we have positioned self-care. We've kind of portrayed self-care to be this kind of like indulgent thing that, frankly, rich white women do. 
you know, we've positioned self-care as expensive skincare routines, an expensive trip to the day spa, getting your hair done, treating yourself to a luxurious massage. I mean, you get the idea. But honestly, that has nothing to do with self-care. When we think of self-care, we shouldn't be conjuring up, frankly, in my opinion, we should not be conjuring up these images of very expensive kind of indulgent practices. What you should be thinking about when someone says self-care is your health. From this point forward, if you take away nothing else from today's episode, I want you to replace the word self-care with improved health. Therefore, anything that you're doing, any step that you take to improve your spiritual, your mental, or your physical well-being is, in fact, self-care. So recently, my darling husband said, you know, I really want us to get back in the habit of getting regular massages. Now, I did massages after my surgery. I did lymphatic massage, but it's kind of different from doing like a deep tissue relaxation massage. But we formally had someone come into our home every single week. And I know that's a privilege. I know that's something the average person can't afford. But he really, really enjoys it. It makes him feel very relaxed. It's a a very important part of his self-care. For me, I don't necessarily enjoy it as much as he does So, because it doesn't make me feel restored. It doesn't rejuvenate my soul. I enjoy it, but there are other things that I do that improve my mental, spiritual, or physical health that I do prioritize and that really do make me feel all the things you should feel when you prioritize your own health, your mental, spiritual, and physical health. So before we address the reasons why it is self-care feels so hard for you, I think without me even to have to argue through your excuses or to, to try to break through the barriers you currently feel like you have standing in the way of your own self-care, I think we should redefine self-care. So some things that fit into the category of self-care for me are different than what fits into the category of self-care for you. So first, I want you to just sit with that for a second and ask yourself what things you do that just make you feel like, okay, I feel better. I feel more like myself. I feel rejuvenated. I feel more relaxed. I feel balanced. I feel grounded. I feel restored. I feel joyful. I feel less stressed. What things can you do that make you feel new again, peaceful, liberated? What is it you do that makes you feel 10 years younger? What is it you can do that makes you a nicer person? Or you just go, wow, I just feel like this euphoric feeling, or I feel accomplished, or I feel happier, or I just feel like a better human. So when I say those things, when I describe all of those words, when all those adjectives to me, like the first thing that comes to mind isn't expensive skincare. The first thing that comes to mind isn't getting my nails done. Like to me, for many people that falls under the category of self-care, but like to me, that's just maintenance. Like getting my roots dyed, like I don't feel like that's treating myself. I feel like that's just something I need to do. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't feel like a big break for me. Half the time I'm like, oh, why can't I just lay in a bed and sleep and have a bunch of people come in and one person, you know, gives me a pedicure and another person fills my nails and I get my highlights done and somebody else is cleaning my teeth and I don't know, doing lash extensions, like all the things that it requires to be a high-maintenance kind of girl. Anyways, I digress. 
But when I think about all those adjectives, like feeling younger, feeling peaceful, feeling energized, feeling happier, refreshed, like more like myself, the things that come to mind for me are things like roller skating, hanging out with girlfriends who make me pee my pants laughing, listening to a podcast in the morning, being able to put on my makeup leisurely without someone saying like, we're going to be late, like just going and sitting outside Putting on my headphones and going and listening to a podcast while I take a walk outside, just spending time with uplifting people, like that to me is self-care. Taking the time to connect with people who lift me up, like taking the time to record them a voice note and sending it to them and then having them send me one back in return, that's self-care. My hobbies, my hobbies are self-care. Like Going over to my friend, Dr. Michaela's, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I do enjoy singing. I don't know if the world enjoys hearing me sing, but I very much enjoy it. I very much, I love hearing other great singers sing. And I just love singing with her because she's willing to tolerate it. We do a workout session and, and then we will get on the cycle bikes and, and we'll sing together. And when I leave, I feel all of those words that are associated with the euphoria that one should feel with self-care. Sometimes self-care is just saying, I need 15 minutes to go lay down on the bed by myself. That is self-care. It doesn't have to be a financial drain. It doesn't even have to be outside the home. But here's what it does require, and it's something that we don't often talk about. It requires you believing in the importance of your health. And one of the reasons many of you struggle with self-care, I think probably the most common reasons I got was uh, that it feels selfish and you have guilt associated with it and you just don't have the time. Remember, we have time for those things that we prioritize. So first and foremost, if you've said to yourself, like, I don't have time for this, and trust me, moms, I know what you're thinking. Well, you don't have small children at home. I know, but there was a time when I did. And there's a time when I cared for elderly parents. And there's a time when I was running multiple businesses. And the importance of prioritizing those things that are important boils down to discipline. So rather than asking yourself if you need to prioritize self-care, replace that phrase and ask yourself, do I need to prioritize taking care of my health? my spiritual, mental, and physical health? Because if the answer is yes, which I think it probably is, especially if you care for others, you know, it's to take a line from the airlines, you know, we can't care for others. Like you've got to put on your own mask before you can help your children or anybody else for that matter. And really that oxygen, that's what self-care is. When we take steps to take care of our own mental, spiritual, and physical health, we're doing so because it allows us to show up in a more profound way for others. It's how we refuel our tank. It's how we rejuvenate our soul. I mean, when you have an experience, and again, it doesn't need to be a massage. Like It could be just something like spending the afternoon with friends, like going to a sporting event for the dudes, or like just hanging out with your girls and getting a good laugh going. Like Those kinds of things. You know what I'm talking about, that feeling that you could almost cry because you feel younger, you feel happy. You can't remember the things that had upset you before. And we push ourselves and we push ourselves and we keep saying, I don't need it. I'm fine because there's enough hours in the day. Because we can keep doing it doesn't mean that we should keep doing it. Just because a car can run on fumes doesn't mean that it's good for the engine. Self-care isn't an indulgence. Self-care needs to be a habit. 
it's not something you should do once in a while because that's like taking care of your health once in a while. Even to do it once a month isn't enough. It's something you really have got to get in the habit. Remember, I said habit of doing it daily, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes. That's how we restore balance. That's how we can commit to being the best version of ourselves and showing up for others. You know, so many of us, we don't want to engage in self-care because it feels like we're people pleasers. I want to take care of everybody else. I've got to take care of my kids first. There's just no time, Shalene. There's no time. And when that's the case, you can feel the stress like piling up, right? Like this tension starts to build and you can tell you're almost at your breaking point. Very little more you can take. You need a break. It's all too much, but you keep pushing forward. And one of the ways that we cope with this is by engaging in these little, what I like to call revenge habits. These are the things that we do to kind of treat ourselves and it just takes a moment or two. So no one notices, but it gives us like just a little bit of relief. It takes the tension off, if you will. And these are the things that are actually not healthy for us. They include snacking when we're not hungry and eating foods that we we know aren't good for us, but it's like, dang it, I don't have time to go for a massage. I don't have time for self-care today. Yet instinctively, we know we need to be cared for. We know we need that. So we'll do things like grabbing a donut or eating fast food, doing things that we know aren't good for us, but it's almost like, well, I don't have time for anything else and I deserve this. So I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to have this glass of wine. I'm going to sit here and scroll on my phone for the next five minutes. I'm going to waste time doing fill in the blank, but just for a few minutes. And we do this throughout the day when we aren't prioritizing self-care with intention. So that's the next thing I want to talk to you about is self-care needs to have intention behind it. It's not something you quickly squeeze in and it's just a couple of minutes. You must think about how it's going to make you feel, schedule it, acknowledge it, And give yourself permission to enjoy it. Again, it doesn't have to be something expensive. It could be a hobby. I'm recording this on a Saturday. This morning, I woke up and I created my to-do list. And again, that's something I'm holding people accountable to on my Instagram story. So if this is a habit you want to get into, I highly encourage you to follow me on Instagram and just watch what I'm doing. Every single day, I'm posting up my to-do list. Here's what I do. I take everything that's on my brain that I feel like I want to do today or I feel like I need to do. And sometimes there are things that are just, they're in my brain, but I don't really need to do them today, but they're still weighing on me. So I get them on paper. I call that a brain dump. And I do that on a blank page. And then next to each item, I approximate how long that task will likely take. Once I have an exhaustive list and there's nothing else I can really think of that I need to do today, and I've written down an approximate amount of time each thing will take, then I add up the total amount of time, and I quickly evaluate if, in fact, that's even realistic. And for me, 90% of the time, it's not. 90% of the time, what I've put on my list has maybe two or three hours worth of things. I'm just, I'm never going to get to it today. So I identify those things that must get done, like it's dire, it's necessary for it to be done today. And then I flip the page in my push journal and I schedule those things at specific times. That singular habit creates a day that starts with intention. And in my day, I always, every single day, 
every day because it's a habit and because it's scheduled. I have something I'm doing that is for my well-being. It's for my spiritual, mental, and physical health. I did have small children at home. Even when we were crazy, crazy busy, I've always done this. And again, the reason why I can say this is because I've never identified self-care as those kind of indulgent kind of things. They're things that I feel are mandatory for my well-being because if I'm going to be great for others, if I really want to take care of other people, which I think you probably know I do, then I got to take care of me. So side note, join me on that challenge. You don't have to do anything special. If you would like to use a push journal, great. You can find a link to our push journals below. It's pretty simple. It's just pushjournal.com. And we've just rebranded our push journals. I'm not trying to turn this into an ad, but I know some of you have had a push journal in the past. And we've made a lot of changes based on your feedback. So now when you order a push journal, you have two different varieties you can choose from. One has a health tracker in it. And on the health tracker page is a place where you actually schedule your self-care. And there's an option where you can get a push journal that instead of having the health tracker page, you get two additional pages of notes. So it's basically you have one option that has 30 extra pages of notes, so you don't have to buy an extra notebook. And then you have the option that you could have the health tracker. And we also sell notebooks separately too. And you can mix and match all your different covers My point is this in speaking about this, I want you to start taking pen to paper because your self-care needs to be intentional and needs to be scheduled. And ideally, I'd love for you to do something every single day that's just for you, even if that's waking up 10 minutes early to have tea in silence. Even if that's every single night after the kids go down, you tell your husband something that's going to make me a better wife is after the kids go down. I just need 10 minutes to sit outside on the deck and just breathe in fresh air or having the courage to confide in your wife that you're going to be a better husband, happier dude, work on your golf swing by, you know, I don't know, going to the range and hitting balls a couple nights a week. And that just makes you feel like a better person because when we do these things, we do show up better for others. So here it is Saturday morning, and today as I made my to-do list, and if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I posted it, use the hashtag push me. I posted my to-do list, and my to-do list on it was, I'm looking at it right now, flower arrangement. Now that was on my list of things to do today, but it wasn't because we're having guests over or I just want beautiful flowers for my family, which I do, but that was on my list today because that was self-care. It's a hobby. I love making floral arrangements. And so Brett came downstairs early this morning. I had my robe on. I didn't hadn't put on my makeup yet. I just had my glasses on and I was drinking my coffee and I was just cutting up all the flowers that I just bought from Trader Joe's and I was making a big floral arrangement. And I had a podcast playing and Brett said, you like doing this, don't you? And I said, yeah, that's why I do it. Like we could just have an arrangement delivered every week I could just buy flowers or buy an arrangement at the store, but I really love the artistic expression that I get when I do something that's crafty, whether it's flowers or gluing rhinestones on something pointless, like just anything crafty, painting. I love getting lost in arts and crafts. I love it. And that's the kind of self-care that I did a lot of when my kids were young, when we couldn't find a babysitter or we couldn't afford a babysitter. 
What I did with them was arts and crafts, and I always had music blaring. And it was fun, and it would recharge my soul, and it felt so different from all the other, like, mom things. Like, that was something I could do, and the kids were getting something out of it too, but it was really recharging me. It was making me feel alive. It was something that made me feel mentally grounded, renewed, liberated. I didn't have to ask anyone to come over and help me watch the kids. It didn't cost me any money, and I had the time for it. So I really think so many of the reasons why you're saying you can't engage in self-care and the reasons why we think self-care is hard is because the way we've positioned it, the way we've defined it is all wrong. It's backwards. It's not indulgent. It's habitual. It's something you must do. It's something I'm going to encourage you to prioritize for you and also to recognize that you might already be doing some things that are actually self-care. You just haven't recognized them as being self-care. And the act of recognizing it as self-care actually gives it more significance and intention. So I did a bunch of things today. It's a Saturday. I did a floral arrangement. I exercised. I listened to a podcast by myself. And I spent some time with a friend singing and laughing all today. And guess what else? I also recorded a podcast for you. I also did a lot of work. But I had the energy to do those things because I was intentional about caring for me, about recharging my battery. The one time when I would say I was not as disciplined or I allowed many of my self-care habits to slip is during the time that we were taking care of Bob. And I wanted to address that because many of you said the reason why self-care is really hard right now is because you're in a season where you are the primary caregiver. Either you are a a single parent or you are the primary caregiver for, you know, either your children or a family member, someone who's sick. And I understand that. I understand the guilt that you feel when you take a moment away. But I am also acutely aware of the resentment that builds And the incredible toll that it takes on your mental, physical, and spiritual health. So friend to friend, I just, I got to give you a little bit of tough love. I got to give you the same tough love that I had to give myself. My husband and I had to give each other when we were in that season. And we had to recognize that what we were doing wasn't good for everyone. It certainly wasn't good for us. And while it might have felt like by being martyrs, we were doing the right thing for Bob, At the end of the day, we weren't because we were tired. We were exhausted. We were diminished. We were, we weren't as happy and we were, we were worn down and we were exhausted and it was really taking a toll on both of us. And it's because we were in the early months, we were really reluctant to prioritize our own self-care, but no one's going to give you an award for that. Your efforts are never going to be recognized by the people that, you know, in your mind, you're thinking like, how have they not said thank you? Or, or how is it that I'm the only one doing this and no one else has stepped up? Like no one really is going to make a big deal about this. It's a thankless job and it is amazing that you're doing this. And I know it feels like you don't have any choice, but where you do have choice is how you prioritize your time. And I guarantee, I promise you, that you can find 10 to 20 minutes every day. And whether that's bringing somebody in to help you or just creating boundaries, even boundaries are self-care. Letting somebody know that they can't 
have your attention 24-7, letting people know that I need to step out for a half hour or bringing somebody into the home to help or doing a care swap. I mean, when our kids were really young and we really couldn't afford babysitting, my girlfriend Michelle and I were both young moms. You know, I had had Brock, she had had Brandy. And what we would do is swap. I would take care of Brock and Brandy for like three or four hours and she could take care of herself. And then she would do the same for me. You can do that even if you're a caregiver. Like there's so many other options. There's government assistance. There are programs. You can call hospice. Hospice isn't just a program that helps people in their final stages of life. There's so many resources out there for you, but you've got to prioritize getting that help because trying to do it all yourself is going to take a toll on you. And ultimately, it's not going to allow you to show up in the way that you want to take care of others. You're not going to have the energy or the enthusiasm or the joy that they deserve and you deserve. When we don't prioritize our own self-care, it comes at a great expense. So for those of you who are thinking, well, the reason why I'm not engaging in self-care is because can't afford to. Nope. You can't afford not to. And by the way, you've just done almost 30 minutes of self-care. So acknowledge that. Recognize that. Write that down today. I did 30 minutes of self-care. Like, this is a big deal. And I want you to feel alive. I want you to feel recharged. And I want you to feel invigorated. And I want you to give yourself permission to be intentional about the things that you do that just make you feel good. And I don't mean good for the short term, right? Like, so drinking a glass of wine, even if it's dry farm wine, might feel good for the moment. Sneaking off on your phone and doing some online shopping might give you a momentary feeling of euphoria. But ultimately, these aren't the kinds of things that improve you spiritually, mentally, or physically. So you know what I'm talking about. I know you know the kinds of things that improve who you are and the way that you feel. And I want you to give yourself permission to do those things. So take out a pen and a piece of paper right now and spend the next couple of minutes jotting down a list of things that you're going to make certain you do this week. Just one a day. Even if it's the same thing every day, if it's something that's going to help you feel more grounded, I encourage you to do it because you deserve it. You're worthy. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're an unbelievable person. But you can't be your best if you're running on empty. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.